Yeah, because the Jeep gets to 6,000 pounds pretty easy. Just just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even without a big dog. <laughs> even without a big dog. <laughs> so, I mean, what's your, what's your feeling on this? If you were buying a new, uh, say, a new Rubicon and the, the, the winch option was available, would you, would you go this direction? I don't know. I think it would just depend on what the price is, right? So, I mean, if it's heavily marked up, I don't want to be paying for that winch for the next however many years you take the loan out. I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier show for Jeep enthusiasts and hardcore off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or a seasoned Jeeper, we've got you covered with the latest news, tips, advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about limited edition Jurassic Park Jeeps, and this is from Jeep, folks. And Larry talks about armor on your Jeep. And in our Gladiator update, cabin air filter. And, uh, you know, bonus here, it'll also apply to you uh, Wrangler JLGLU owners. And in our must-have stuff for your Jeep, XJ Cherokee LED side marker lights. Yes, we give the Jeep, the original Jeep Cherokee. They're, they're all screaming right now. <laughs> I hear so, the crowd go wild. Yeah, some, uh, some, uh, uh, some upgrade uh, modification love. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Hi, I'm Larry, and do you like to hit your rocks? <laughs> Crap. <laughs> That's all right. That's what you say when you hit the rock, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Do you like to hit your Jeep on rocks? Oh, no. It's just a, it's just a coral reef. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but wants to remind you guys really quick. No, we're not going to start with the Patreon spiel yet. I just want to remind you guys real quick uh, about our ongoing new episodes of Chick Chat. Yep, uh, Monday has a, an episode, and it's Chick Chat, or I should say Mondays. And uh, so uh, we, we had one earlier this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, every other Monday is uh, when those will be coming out. And if you don't already know, Chick Chat is a woman-centric uh, episode run by Julianne of Wrangle Hers and Wendy of uh, Trail 411 and, of course, the Jeep Talk Show. So it's women talking to women and men about uh, off-roading, Jeeps, all kinds of things, but from a female point of view. Now it's time to, for me to poke you about Patreon. <laughs> so I want to remind you guys that we are trying to get one hundred patreon subscribers we are currently as of today we are currently at 35 it has really really slowed down in the number of uh, subscriptions we're getting but we're very grateful for everybody that has subscribed uh, especially when we first started this thing we had a lot of people subscribe all of a sudden so it was clear that uh, people were really uh, appreciative of what of the work that we were doing here and uh, if you don't know this, maybe you're new and you're hearing about this Patreon stuff a lot. We do four episodes a week, and every other week we have five episodes. And that may increase to every, every week. You just have to stay tuned to find out. But if you appreciate what we're doing here and you want us to keep doing it, help us out. Go over to Patreon and subscribe to us. And it's really, really simple. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You look there and you'll find all kinds of ways that you can contact us and a place where you can subscribe to our Patreon. And it's, you know, it's just five bucks. That's all it takes to get started and help us hit that one 100 subscription uh, goal that we have and just a uh, just a tidbit here when we hit 100 it'll it'll change to 200 <laughs> but you know that's gonna happen right i mean that makes sense right larry 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and don't forget about the discount codes. Oh, yeah. Discount codes. Uh, you get ad-free content. And uh, what else? You get uh, exclusive content. Uh, and Larry, I-, I know you are a Patreon subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show. Do you listen to any of the Tony and Josh episodes? And you can you can tell the truth here. You don't have to I've pl- listen, play that. I've listened to one or two. Is, is it is it so far in the past that it's not interesting or is it like oh this is just nuts <laughs> it's just time it's just time of the day actually <laughs> yeah we had a lot of fun doing that uh that the tony and josh show and that was a few years back like uh 2016 or something so uh some of those uh, i mean the, the the jokes and the nonsense uh are still relevant today at least i think so all right, Larry, as teased in the opening, Jeep reveals limited edition Jurassic Park appearance package for Wrangler and, and Gladiator. So you can have a Jurassic Park Gladiator literally years before when the movie was made and years before the, the, the modern day Gladiator came out. Get your big dinosaur on the side of that Gladiator. Well, I'm thinking that uh, a nice 50 caliber, maybe twin 50 caliber gun on the, the bed, <laughs> yeah. of, bed of the Gladiator. Could you imagine the, the T-Rex chase if you had a, a twin 50 cal in the back of the Gladiator? <laughs> that would have been an interesting uh, a, a twist on the movie. Yeah, definitely. It, it's uh, the, the picture in the show notes definitely has uh, kind of got that flavor that goes back to some of the original Jurassic Park Jeeps. Yes, it does. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, this thing is a limit. Well, they say it's a limited edition, but we're talking about really limited, as in 100. They're only going to make 100 of these. Yeah, I'm looking at that picture. It almost looks like it's it's based off of the Rubicon, uh, at least the fenders and everything are Rubicon fenders. Mm-hmm. Well, you would, you would think so. You'd want to go something that's... Uh, uh, hardcore off-road. I mean, if this this was a Fantasy Island limited edition, then it wouldn't matter because everything was paved on Fantasy Island. <laughs> but they need lights. They need a, a set of lights, uh, r- 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 roof rack lights like they had, and they need to be all m- misaligned. <laughs> that still bothers me when I see it. That one light was way off. Well, you never know where the dinosaurs were at. You know, they did the same thing. I think it was a Toyota uh, in uh, the movie Mist. I think it was Mist. Uh, you remember that one where uh, they were all in that uh, grocery store and this uh, uh, all this fog came in and there was all these wild creatures. And uh, then they went to leave and uh, he left in his, uh, the, the, the main character, uh, they all left in his uh, Toyota that was set up for off-road and had the, the lights. And with all that uh, fog and mist and stuff, uh, I thought it was cool. The, the lights looked cool, but the lights were misaligned. I guess it was like those creatures may have come and landed on it and bent it or something is, is what they did. Yeah, that one didn't, didn't end too well. Oh, God, it really didn't. That was surprising, <laughs> wasn't it? I hate movies with bad endings like that. I think it's one of the reasons why I was never a, a Twilight Zone fan. My wife uh, is a big Twilight Zone fan. Plus, she wears uh, wears she watches uh, uh, murder shows. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, it gets a little terrifying around here sometimes. So what's Twilight Zone? <laughs> we talk, are we talking the original Twilight Zone original. or the newer ones? No, the oh, original. Okay. I mean, the, the newer right. one, do you know that it's, it's the, there's three versions of it? I, I, I guess I knew this and had forgotten. There's actually a 2020 version uh, out, and uh, I think it's available on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, that's a newer one. Um, I want to say uh, Peel, uh, something in Peel, there are a couple of... Uh, 
uh, guys that I think were from um, uh, Mad TV uh, days. They're kind of doing something on there. Jordan, Jordan and Peel, I think is who they are, and uh, they're doing that that, uh, that new. Uh, Twilight Zone uh, thing. It was interesting. I watched an episode the other day. Uh, I don't know how much uh, TikToking you do, uh, but uh, I've been getting sucked into watching some shows uh, just because they're showing clips on TikTok. And I saw this uh, this really interesting concept for uh, a movie or a series or something. And uh, I, I just had never seen it, never heard about it, and looked in the comments, and it said Twilight Zone. I went, really? And then I had to do a little digging, and I found out it was the, the latest iteration of uh, Twilight Zone. So wasn't that Rod Serling, the original host? Yes, it was. Absolutely. Yeah. So in uh, getting back to the uh, uh, limited edition Jurassic Park appearance package, and I think it's interesting that they say appearance package. So uh, I, I wonder if that means that it's just, you know, like stickers and decals and stuff and nothing um, mechanically different between the two. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool for, if it would come with a, a little bit of uh, amber with a mosquito uh, in, uh, embedded in it, you know, hanging from the rearview mirror, you know, just so you could get the whole thing started if you needed to. But in uh, June of 2023, the 30th uh, anniversary of Jurassic Park was hitting theaters so to celebrate or capitalize <laughs> all the occasion, uh, Jeep has announced an exclusive limited edition Jurassic Park appearance package. Essentially, the package is a set of Jurassic Park themed decals. There we go. Uh, that can be applied to the 2018-2024 Jeep Wrangler, 2021 or to 2024 uh, Jeep Wrangler 4XE or 4xe, or the 2020-2023 Jeep Gladiator uh, for $550. Now, it should be said that the appearance package isn't a 100% uh, screen-accurate recreation of the design seen in the film, but it does come with some of the most recognizable elements, like a Jurassic Park logo and the doors uh, and the JP18 logo for the hood. A Jurassic Park-themed transfer case knob is uh, insert is available with the package and is an option for $650 dollars total well now we understand why it says appearance package because it is uh, a limited edition set of stickers right yeah so i wonder if your piece of amber is in the uh, transfer case shifter <laughs> that would be cool that would really be cool <laughs> well i mean if you're into the whole jurassic park theme i mean that's you know everybody likes their theme on their jeep and everybody puts stickers on it if that's what they like to do so eh, you know eats your own well, the cool thing about this is uh, I initially was thinking that they were actually selling uh, Jurassic Park Jeeps from the factory. But the cool thing about this is is that uh, it's it's not the you know fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. It's just the the price for the sticker package. They're limited. Uh, but you know, I don't know, Larry. You play with a lot of stuff over there at your house. You've got all kinds of machines. Do you have the ability to to print stickers as well? Well, I don't hear, but I mean, you know, we all know people who do. Right, but I mean, um, if you went to a, a, a shop that printed uh, stickers and stuff, they may not feel comfortable in the uh, copyright aspect of, right. of this. But if you have your own, well, let them come after me. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, unless you're wearing your uh, Mickey Mouse shirt that you made at home to Disney, chances are you're not going to get hurt. So I wonder if you could get those to also at those shops who who are actually licensed by Jeep to print the. Uh you know, use the Jeep fonts and logos for the, like, Rubicon and that kind of thing for your Jeep. I wonder if they would have that, that sticker package there later. 
Hey, you never can tell. It'd be worth checking. Uh, I mean, of course, you can always. And you know what? I was just, I kind of got ahead of myself. I think that it probably would be less than the amount that Jeep is charging. Because they're probably having to pay some sort of licensing fee to uh, Jurassic uh, Park. Well, I'm sure. Everybody gets their cut of that pie. Yep, yep. Um, just curious, uh, not trying to beat up on the movies, but did you watch any of, did you watch the original Jurassic Park movie? Yeah, we watched most of them. Did you? What did you think is it? I mean, I'm a big, uh, I forget the guy's name, uh, Chris, uh, Guardian of the Galaxy, Chris guy. Chris Pratt. Pratt, is it Pratt? Uh, I'm yes. a, I'm a fan of his, especially from, uh, his, uh, <laughs> his hunting and cleaning of, uh, and eating of animals that he's hunted and, you know, the whole, the whole manly man thing that he, that Chris does. Uh, I, I'm, I, and he's just fun and uh, things that he does. But I just never really got interested in iteration after iteration of the Jurassic Park. I thought the original one was, was very entertaining. Uh, but I think a lot of it had to do with the actors and their uh, interaction. Uh, I just didn't see the same thing in the later movies. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of the later movies than the beginning movies. Interesting. Yeah, and it's... You know, it's just one of those, uh, I think, more of the actors, like Chris Pratt and them that are in it. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not going to say it's a little more action, but yeah, I like, I I like later right. ones. Yeah, I think there is a lot more action in it. I mean, you know, it's the, that, that all came on the heels of all the Avengers stuff, so it, it had to have a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, too, talking about the, uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, I was just amazed with the, the first Iron Man movie. It was funny. It was exciting. Uh, and I, I thought about it later. Uh, I actually read something about uh, uh, Tony Stark and uh, the, the movie uh, being a middle-aged uh, superhero. And I went, oh, well, now I understand why I like this one so much. Is, uh, with the right suit, I could do the same thing. <laughs> but and, uh, the, the follow-up and, uh, movies, no. I mean, I just didn't care for the follow-ups as much. The Captain America movies were good. The, the Iron Man movies won. Uh, the, the one was good, uh, but uh, the the whole one where they had fifty thousand uh, superheroes on the screen at the same time, eh, not so much. So here you go. What about an Iron Man Jeep? That would be pretty no, cool. That that could be cool, and especially oh, this is going to be cool too. Whenever AI gets really, uh, really out there, your uh, your infotainment system could be Jarvis. And there you go. <laughs> Oh, a million dollar Jeep idea right there. Like nobody else has come up with that one. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you down for a no on the Jurassic Park uh, stickers for your Jeep. Well, I might need them before long if I keep getting scratches on mine from wheeling. Um, did you ever look at the, the Meek Magnet stuff? Uh, not yet. Not yet. But you I know about it. Up. Oh, yeah, I know about it. Yeah, We've had a few interviews here with the... Uh, with the lady Monica, who yeah. started it. it was Monica as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking uh, 50 pictures of Duke just all around your Jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duke uh, transportation vehicle. <laughs> Please do not block. Um, uh, I don't know if you ever, I don't know if this is a, a, a nation, uh, depending on where you are in the nation thing, but I've noticed uh, down here in the uh, Southeast Texas area, Every so often, I would see a vehicle, uh, some sort of uh, delivery vehicle or a box truck type thing, and they would not have a, it wasn't a logo of or anything. It was just a very simple, um, probably 10 or 12 inch high letters that said fish. And I never understood why it was, it was like an official thing 
then they would put fish on the outside of the, they were usually the back of these things. And I don't know if it had to do with warning people that they may have to, uh, you know, not, not to block them in because there's, they're carrying fish or what. And it was, I, I never found any information on it. Did, did you ever see anything that just says a very simple generic fish on the back of a delivery vehicle? No, never have. Now, was that with an F or a PH? No, it, it was. It was not. Uh, it was not social engineering. It wasn't fishing. It was a fish with uh, you know, like the proper spelling, the proper word, four letters. And can't, uh, say, can't say I've ever seen that. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe one of our listeners out there uh, knows the, uh, the 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 reason for that. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we can come up with, but the uh, the official reason it wasn't like the same vehicles, and the the vehicles were nondescript. It wasn't like they were uh, had a brand name or anything like that on the side, like you know, sticks on the side and fish on the back. Uh, it was just a plain panel van. Uh, I mean, I think the only way it could have been better uh, if it said 10 millimeter instead of fish. Then, then I'd really been interested. Yeah, can't say I've ever seen that one. Okay, well, uh, we got it out anyway. All right, so this one I uh, picked up from uh, Motor Trend, which you guys can go over there and read more about it from, uh, from Motor Trend. But uh, So it appears, uh, two things I learned from this, uh, installing a factory winch on the 2024 Jeep Wrangler uh, wasn't as easy as you think, and you can actually get a 2024 Jeep Wrangler with a winch installed from the factory. Had you heard about this, Larry? I've heard. I've heard that they started putting the, the worn winches in them now, right? Well, and it's not just the worn winches; they're specially made worn winches for Jeep. You know, because you can't just take something off the shelf, <laughs> right? <laughs> So uh, the uh, it, it is a the the winch that you can get. Oh, and, and I'm sure you knew this. You used to be able to get uh, snorkels, uh, factory snorkels, when you ordered your your Wrangler. Were you aware of this? No, I didn't know you could buy those factory that, uh, that, on the on the JLJT models or earlier. Uh, I, I, would, I would think that it was the JLs, the prior to 2024, uh, based on this article, but it, I could be wrong. Uh, but apparently, you could get the the snorkels. Uh, but no winch. And now you can get a winch, but not a snorkel. Hmm. Yeah, I never knew you could get a snorkel. Yep. So, um, the 2024 Jeep Wrangler recently received a handful of off-road goodies uh, and tech upgrades for the mid-cycle facelift, including one very prominent and desirable feature worshipped <laughs> by 4x4 enthusiasts. Uh, no, you can't have the new Wrangler with a factory snorkel, but for the first time in production history, the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon can roll off the assembly line with its own unique worn winch in the front bumper. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, that's always that's that's always been kind of the thing that most people struggle with when they put any kind of winch on the on the front of their JLs at least. Trying to get a winch in there and where the, the the housing isn't hitting the front grill. Right. Oh, yeah. Very true. So this 8,000-pound uh, capacity uh, winch appears to be based on the Warren Xenon 8S. But Jeep explained that the new winch was built specifically for the Wrangler. Uh, this Warren winch features a smaller drum holding 90 feet of synthetic winch rope compared to 100 uh, similar rope on the Warren Xenon 8S as well as a Jeep-specific fair lead with the anchor winch hook uh, on uh, to the driver's side 
We also were told this winch uses an automatic grade grease. I'm sorry, automotive grade grease, which kind of makes more sense uh, within mm. the winch uh, casting. So, um, what do you think? I mean, it's it's ten feet less. It sounds like they they may have made this thing a little smaller to fit in the bumper uh, better. Yeah, well, rarely do you get all the winch line out any anyway, and you can oh, yeah. always put a put yeah. an extension on it if you have to. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to uh, winch out all the uh, have all the the, the cable right. or synthetic rope out anyway. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I don't know. Hundred feet sounds better than ninety. I mean, because you can go eighty and uh, on the hundred and still be doing really well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that fairly it's got that it's got that post in the in the show notes you actually clip the hook onto. And I know they've came out with other fair leads like that that where you can slip uh, the end of a synthetic loop over it as well. So it looks like it's kind of taken off on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That looks like that would be a really simple thing to, to build and add to any uh, uh, fair lead that you had, even if it was a, uh, uh, a cable uh, line. Um, so... Um I think it's cool that it says Jeep. I mean, you kind of expect that if you're getting it from the factory. It's it's a nice uh, factory option. Uh, it, it, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of like it, but I don't like the idea that it's an 8,000-pound winch. I mean, if it's a factory Jeep, okay. But what happens when you start lift kit, bigger tires, bigger wheels, uh, skid plates, uh, maybe a full skid system on it, um, a, a replacement rear bumper, maybe uh, I guess you're not going to replace the front bumper. And that kind of limits you there, too, because you might want to have a, uh, a more robust and don't get me wrong, the, the Rubicon bumpers, at least on the uh, the, the later model uh, uh, Wranglers, is, very, is a very nice bumper. I mean, the ones that oh, are yeah. plastic, the steel, the steel ones like come on the Rubicons. Um, they are very nice bumpers for a factory bumper, uh, but I don't know that I would want to be limited uh, to that. Uh, I don't. It, it, I mean, this the, the winch is limited because it's not a, a standard worn winch. Uh, the I suspect they haven't changed anything with the bumper. Uh, they uh, they probably is just a standard steel uh, Rubicon style bumper with a, a winch plate in it. But uh, I don't know. It, it to me, I think it's cool. If if all you're going to do is buy something and you're not going to be adding stuff to it, uh, it kind of makes sense. But if you want to modify it yourself and put what you want on there, maybe have a 10,000-pound uh, capacity winch instead of a 8,000, uh, this is kind of limiting. Yeah, because the Jeep gets 6,000 pounds pretty easy. Just just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even without a big dog. <laughs> even without a big dog. <laughs> So, I mean, what's your what's your feeling on this? If you were buying a new, uh, say, a new Rubicon and uh, the the winch option was available, would you would you go this direction? I don't know. I think it would just depend on what the price is, right? So, I mean, if it's heavily marked up, I don't want to be paying for that winch for the next however many years you take the loan out, <laughs> right? And uh, you know that, and that's because the minute you start upgrading, if you peel that bumper off there. You know, you know how upgrade snowball. <laughs> yes, while now you're in you're there. Not, yeah, now you're still paying for that winch and everything else on that loan. That so, I, I guess it would just depend on what what kind of price a factory puts on that. And uh, eh, you know, well, you know, a lot of people uh, try to sell, uh, like Facebook Marketplace or or whatever. They try to sell the the takeoffs. And if it's some sort of plastic bumper that came on your Jeep, you're probably not going to have a very good time uh, selling that. Uh, you hit the right person, if the, they've had the right uh, accident, then maybe. 
Uh, but I bet you this would have a high price tag as the, the steel factory bumpers do. If you try to buy a steel factory bumper, you quickly find out that those things are pretty pricey online because they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're coveted. So uh, the, the first time ever you can get a worn winch uh, that is built into the Jeep bumper. I bet you this would fetch a pretty good, uh, a pretty good paycheck off of uh, Facebook Marketplace or, or Craigslist if anybody still uses Craigslist. Well, yeah, I mean, we all build our Jeeps, unless you're going this this one tons and just crazy with it. A lot of us build our Jeeps out of takeoffs. So, you know, and the steel bumpers, when I was looking, they were quite pricey. Yeah. Uh, I went yeah, after market just, just for that reason. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like the look of that steel bumper when you take the end caps off and it's the uh, stubby bumper. That's a good-looking bumper. Mm-hmm. I, I love it whenever the uh, the engineers, well, and I say the engineers, and also, too, the company uh, that the engineers work for allow it. Uh, I really like it whenever the engineers design something that is is very useful uh, for uh, for Jeepers. You know, you buy a Jeep and you have those those fancy things like that. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what a Jeep is, is the, the ability to take off a top, uh, to change the top from a hard top to a soft top or no top. Uh, all those variations, uh, I mean, that had to be engineered to start with. And it's neat when you see more engineering like this thing. You you just mentioned, like taking the ends off of the bumper so you could make it a, a more of a stubby bumper. And right. uh, the, the ability to add a winch uh, without having to replace the bumper. Maybe just, I can't remember if the, the I don't think that the, the steel factory bumpers come with a winch plate. Uh, so you probably just have to get a winch plate for it. But that's it's a damn sight better than... Uh, getting a whole new bumper. You know, the one thing I noticed in the show notes here that that 2024 bumper, it looks like it's got a big, I'm going to call it a snubber or whatever you want to call it on the very front of it that I don't remember being there on uh, on the 23 models. You mean that that, that, are, that thing poking for really far out? Right. Yeah, uh, that does look a little strange. It looks uh, like it sticks out further. I wonder if that's to help protect the uh, the winch. I don't know, or they put it on there for impact or something like that, because, you know, they've added a few other features to the Jeeps. Um, if I remember right, if you go in the wheel well, it's down low in the wheel well, there's an extra piece in there for rollover protection that they've added. So I wonder if, you know, pieces like that have showed up just for that reason. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very interesting, and I like this. And uh, I didn't—I don't have it here in the show notes, but uh, I did read in the article. I think they were alluding to uh, the fact that uh, Bronco, uh, Ford Bronco, may be the reason why we're seeing things like this. Uh, certainly, I believe that the V8 uh, in the Wrangler is uh, is directly due to the Bronco coming out. Uh, I don't know that much about Broncos. I don't really uh, read up on much information, but I s- suspect, based on what I saw in the uh, the article that uh, this is a an option either currently for the Ford Broncos or maybe upcoming, uh, being able to have a winch from the factory. Oh, yeah. I love it when a Bronco keeps coming out with more and more stuff. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't plan on buying one, <laughs> but it, it forces everybody else to raise the game a little bit. Exactly. Uh, and, and I don't mean any hatred to any of the Apple people out there because I know there's a lot of Apple uh, fanboys and fangirls out there. 
Uh, but I decided a long time ago I wasn't interested in Apple because Apple makes too many decisions for me. I want to be able to make my own decisions. It's it's like uh, having a standard transmission or uh, an Atlas transfer case where you can decide how you're going to do things. And you may decide to do it wrong, but you may uh, do it better than what the automatic stuff would do. So I never was interested in Apple, but Apple pushes the industry. They they make things, they have made things better uh, in all the other for all the other manufacturers. Uh, and it's wonderful, and I'm I am really happy that uh, Ford has done what they've done, and uh, continued success, at least an, enough success, so we can keep getting good stuff with Jeep. Absolutely, I, I don't think we have to worry about uh, uh, the Bronco taking over uh, the the Jeep market anytime soon. Now, if Tesla starts coming out with something, uh, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we had to worry about that. Uh, well, you know, there's Rivian. Uh, the, the Rivian actually has done right. uh, several things to, to uh, enhance its off-road capability. Uh, it doesn't look very off-roady, but then again, uh, a lot of the uh, Toyotas and Subarus and stuff that are out there being taken off-road don't look off- off-roady either, but they, but they have a tendency to do just fine. That Rivian's a nice, uh, that's a nice rig. I've actually got the C1 and kind of walk around it a little bit and... Uh, things actually put together fairly well. Mm-hmm. You can walk around some of the other, been around some of the other vehicles, and you you just look at it and know that this thing isn't isn't going to last. But that Rivian was actually kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know that we're going down another rabbit hole here, but absolutely, I was uh, I saw the inside of a Rivian uh, one night. Went to a uh, an off road uh, meeting type thing, and uh, came out uh, with uh, the guy. Actually, went over there to meet. And uh, there was uh, somebody that was part of that group that had a Rivian. And, of course, he had it decked out with, you know, the, the rack and all kinds of crap uh, that were on there. And then there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't see that thing being used for off-road as much as what he put on there. But the same thing happens to Gladiators where people just load it up with all kinds of crap. And uh, it looks great going back and forth to work every day. Um, so, uh, and uh, they, he said he was going to go, go for a ride. Would I like to go? And I said, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm actually going to head home. Uh, but I looked in there, and the the dash, and I've made this comment before, the dash looked like it was something from Star Trek. It looked like a shuttle uh, dash, uh, but it did yeah. have a steering wheel. Where, and I always hated that. The, the, the shuttle should at least have a joystick. <laughs> and, and it was really cool looking. And, and I know that the, the Cybertruck from, from Tesla has not been officially released. I mean, they do have a production model out uh, in Austin. They, they That was like two or three weeks ago. Um, but, uh, I've only seen very small snippets of the interior and the interior has pedals. It has a steering wheel and it has a screen and, and seats. So it's very, a very Spartan layout. I mean, and, and it's fine. I mean, what do you, what more do you need? But if you can sit in a Rivian and go, wow, this is like the future, you know, did I time travel? <laughs> and then you sit in another one where it's just. I mean, it's a truck. So, yeah, I mean, a truck only needs to do what it needs to do and anything else on there. Uh, now you're starting to talk about, you know, modern day $80,000 uh, Fords and uh, Chevys and stuff. And it's like, is this a truck or is this just a, a big vehicle to cruise around in? Uh, and usually it's the latter. So, oh, yeah. uh, the, the big thing for the, the Cybertruck is going to be, uh, you know, how, how, much, how much range it has. Uh, how how it holds up and how trucky it is. Can, how can you use it uh, for, for actually for a truck? 
Uh, I, I don't see anything about uh, like a air suspension system, which I believe is what the Rivian has, that you can use to lower or raise it uh, for like off-road capabilities. Now, I have heard that there there's going to be two uh, two motor, two electric motor version uh, versions and four electric motor versions. And I would think that the four electric motor version is definitely going to be more uh, likely to be a good off-road vehicle. Uh, the interesting thing is, is that uh, I don't know if you follow this at all. I've been following it because I'm a Tesla stock owner. Uh, full self-driving is being uh, is coming out, not the beta, but the the one that is full self-driving. So it terrifies me. <laughs> it does a lot of people. Uh, but the, they're they're shooting for ten times safer than what people could drive the vehicle. Uh, and, and did you do you remember the, the movie iRobot where Will yes. Smith takes over the control of the car that's doing 300 miles an hour and, and he's being chastised about he's not uh, uh, that's not uh, something he should be doing it's stupid I, I, that's the future that's what's going to be happening the, the the insurance company will only pay a certain amount if it's proven that you were in control of the vehicle whenever a wreck occurred mark my words <laughs> you may even well, get a citation <laughs> <laughs> well, it's already happened that uh, there's been a few accidents with some of the beta versions of that, mm-hmm. and and the driver is still sued because it was up to them to disengage it. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Um, I mean, I was not ta- everything can be Johnny Cab. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so funny. There was I saw one of those uh, robots that the, that they're working on, not Tesla, but another company, and it really reminded me a lot of the the driver, the robotic driver in Total Recall, the Johnny Cab you just referenced. Yep. And I think that would be hilarious. I mean, we're looking at very soon that being a possibility. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Elon didn't uh, build one of those things because and put the FSD in it. It's it would be hilarious. <laughs> well, we all know that Jeep's been playing with uh, full electric versions of it. Yeah, right. And there's there's been a new version at each of the EJSs. Mm-hmm. So it's it's coming. Yeah. So it's going to be a very interesting world. And uh, now I haven't, I, I did not, I am not old enough to remember the early uh, vehicles, but I do remember a lot of vehicles uh, that have, have come along. So it just amazes me that in my lifetime, uh, we've gone from uh, vehicles, uh, American made vehicles that might get 60,000 miles before you need to start thinking about replacing it uh, to vehicles that are especially the electric ones that should have a, a very long duration simply because of the uh, heat cycles and the complexity uh, that isn't there like it is on internal combustion. Uh, really, the only thing being uh, the, the batteries, how long will the batteries last? How many times can you right. charge them uh, to, to being full self-driving? And not anything that requires radar or LIDAR or uh, it, it only works in a, uh, an area where you have detailed information uh, the the Tesla stuff, the full self-driving, if you guys don't know, the full self-driving stuff, they use cameras. In other words, they're using like eyes, like we do, to drive. So, uh, and, and, and artificial intelligence for training so that they can do a bunch of training uh, without having to drive the car around and making mistakes. So, yeah, uh, full self-driving is going to be amazing. And, and, and getting a, a Cybertruck that can drive... Um, for you, I mean, uh, Larry, you have to go to Home Depot or a welding shop or something like that. Would, how how cool would it be that you place your order online? You tell your Cybertruck to go pick up the stuff, and the people at the the place where you're going to pick up your stuff already know they that they're going to be placing the things in the in your vehicle, 
and waving at the camera or whatever when it's okay to go or maybe holding up a, a barcode or something saying you're ready to go. And then the truck drives back home, backs into your driveway, and you just take the stuff out and move it into your garage. Now, yeah. now how cool would that be? Well, I'm going to sound like every old guy out there, I think, <laughs> when I say, no, thank you. Oh, I think I, you're going to really change your want, tune. <laughs> I really don't want me or my family on a road with a bunch of vehicles going every which direction without without some, inter, I'll say, people interaction in that cab. It's happening now. Full self-driving yeah, is coming out. I know. Uh, there's and I've ta- and I and I've, I've said this before. There's going to be a lot of fun just picking on the the AI because you're going to be able to swerve at the the car when you don't see a driver, and it's going to stop and it's going to pull over. <laughs> it's going to be so wimpy. So people will be going out on Friday nights and uh, messing with uh, AIs, looking for AI vehicles and messing with them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how uh, Cyberdyne starts, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, that'll be good. So, Tony, what do you think about Jeep armor? Well, so, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? You mean like skid plates, um, fender well type things, or that uh, meek magnet stuff where you actually put it on the body? Maybe it's a, the answer to that is yes. Well, it's a little bit of yes, but I'm kind of thinking more of uh, the actual body armor that wraps around the body. Now, I know there's been quite a few manufacturers out there who's came up with the uh, aluminum you know, new uh, corner pieces and everything to, you know, to help protect the tub of your, your Jeep so that if you're out wheeling and you hit it and or camouflage after you, ha- after you hit it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's always great to not have to worry about painting it or uh, getting that dent out of there. Just put something over it. <laughs> right. You know, quite a few were making those uh, really nice bent up aluminum pieces that go over those the uh, the rear corners and then you can you know get in where it comes all along the uh, the bottom of the tub where you where you smacked it because you didn't have rock wa- rock rails on it yet or you know so I've been I've been seeing quite a few of those out there and really nice aluminum and it's I'm I'm going to say it's around an eighth or a three sixteenths thick bent up aluminum pieces that you know I'm really kind of looking at looking at a little bit more while I'm in Toledo for the Toledo Jeep Fest this weekend to see, you know, some of the stuff they came out there. Because I've noticed that quite a few of the people who are making, like, aluminum skid plates and everything for the under are making all that stuff for the body now. And I was wondering... Oh, interesting. Yeah. If that's anything you would ever be interested in or... I think the only thing that I was interested in, um, uh, I, I kind of was, I kind of jumped a little too quick. I think uh, when I got the the sliders for the Gladiator, um, part of that was had had to do with price too, because I think it was like six hundred bucks, uh, maybe less, maybe less for the sliders that I got. Uh, and uh, I I don't think it was until I got them that I realized the sliders uh, did not tie into the frame. It really just ties into the pinch weld. The pinch seam. Right. They're very strong. I mean, and, and they will hold the weight of the vehicle. Uh, but uh, I, I really, uh, I was not looking forward to uh, breaking those bolts loose to hold the uh, the cab to the frame. Uh, but that's kind of the, the, the best way to go about it, at least I think. Um, now, I did see, I, I got those before I started investigating the Motobuilt stuff. And okay. uh, once I got the front bumper, 
once I got the front bumper for them, I uh, I started looking at more of the other stuff that they had, and I was really liking those sliders that they had, and those sliders, and I don't know what it's called, but it it goes up on the side of the Gladiator as well, or you know the the Wrangler if you you get it from the Wrangler, where it provides protection, um, like in front of the door, uh, down below the door, and you know all the way back to the the back of the cab of the Gladiator. Uh, I thought that probably would have been a, a better thing to get. Now, I do believe that they make those uh, alone where they, you don't have to get them along with the sliders. But I kind of like the idea of that protection uh, being being there. The doors are still uh, available to be damaged, which is kind of like uh, one of the reasons why I like the, the Meek Magnet stuff. Uh, there's no uh, permanent uh, rivets or screws or whatever that you're having to do to those doors is just stick it on there and peel it off whenever you uh, whenever you need to or want to. Yeah, and so the motor belt ones you're talking about, though, you got to riv nut those on, isn't that right? Um, I'm not sure. I I didn't never went into detail as far as figuring all that stuff out. Um, there, um, yeah, I'm I'm just sitting here looking at the motor belt site real quick to see if I could find it. It looks like those uh, that the the support brackets, um, the not support brackets, the uh, rocker armor for the, the the Jeep. Both of those, they have pieces that come up uh, to protect the sides, uh, front, middle, and behind the door. So yeah. that's kind of what the rocker guards, but they're they're all part of the steps and stuff as well. They're they're gorgeous, but uh, I think they're they're a lot more expensive than what I bought. Yeah, usually you got to riv nut those on. Probably, so I guess it. Yeah, I guess it just depends too on how bad how bad you're going to beat on it. So if you're really hitting it on the rocks, you know some of that would be nice. But the meek magnet stuff would come in really nice, especially if you're running like through the Ozarks with all the brush and everything. Because yep. from that standpoint, you know, right after mine was repainted, because I had some of that corrosion issue the JLs had, it was the week after we were beating on it in uh, the Badlands with Chip and uh, and Stevo. And all those nice fresh pinstripes on that nice fresh paint. Those meek magnets would have came in handy. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's you can still get them uh, and cover that up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Same thing we were talking about. Yeah. Same thing we were talking about. But I know what you mean. I like the idea. Now, the the those covers that uh, meek magnets uh, that you can put on your uh, your Jeep. And I bet you somebody else makes them, but meek magnets the only one I know about. Uh, the one I recommend. Um, those. Um, it's it's better to have them on before you pinstripe because then you can i mean if nothing else it's a great for resale value because you can Absolutely. pull those things off or you can sell it with the covers uh and if they want to take them off they have really a pristine uh door that uh even though it was taken off road it's it's still pristine not well not, probably not the whole thing but at least the majority of it because uh, right. i don't think the, the 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 cover covers the entire door i mean there's a an eighth of an inch or something there that make it uh messed up of course you can always do touch-up uh paint on that really easily yeah i think i think my next piece of armor is going to be i need to get the gas tank skid because i've been i've been looking at my factory gas tank skid and uh it's got all kinds of dents and the corners are beat in, beat in on it and uh well you're probably down I to ha- five gallons now <laughs> yeah, it's not quite that bad yet but <laughs> So I, I run on the underside, I run at Quadratech, the aluminum skid system. And I've got the aluminum engine and transfer case set up. And I need to put that gas tank skid on there for the, because it's, it's a little bit lighter. And I've, I've beat the, 
tarnations out of those skid plates and uh, so far so good those aluminum plates have uh, have held up pretty good mm-hmm. i'm so really gonna be i'm really hoping i know we're not talking about uh, underneath skids but i'm really hoping uh, before uh, egs 2024 which every all of you guys are invited to come out there and and join us uh, i think it's just fun uh it was just great being out there with so many jeep talk show people and jeep talk show team members uh, for my first time there, I'm I'm very anxious to go back. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna try really hard to get the Motobelt uh, skid plate system uh, for the Gladiator. I just love the way that looks, and with all the stuff that I uh, I drug, and 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 I didn't drag that much uh, with the with the the Mopar lift, the two inch Mopar lift, and 35 inch tires. I just I drug really occasionally, but it still it still sounds scary, doesn't it, Larry? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember the first times taking a Jeep across that. You hear that grinding, and you're like, you just cringe. But anymore, it's like, all right, I didn't hit it. It didn't hit it quite as hard as I thought I was going to. <laughs> it was like, well, it sounded bad, but I'm still going. And that was five days ago. <laughs> Everything right. seems to be fine. It's an there's experience not, thing. Yeah, there's nothing wet going on behind me there. So hey, we're good. Yeah, the, the seat might be a little wet, but that's that's your yeah. own problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, really it's just kind of an insurance thing because uh, I'm thinking that if I'm dragging something uh, underneath, and I'm not talking about the, the end because the, the gladiator, back of the gladiator, you're always going to drag on that one depending on uh, how uh, what kind of ankle you're going up or down in. Uh, but um, it, 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 I'm not going to worry about the, the scraping noise as much as if I got that really nice skid system underneath the, the Jeep. So would you put a, a, a separate skid system all the way in the back there? Because they make those for the Gladiator. Oh, I did not know this. Goes, yeah, yeah, I did not know this. Uh, I might. I might uh, but with the, the Motobuilt bumper I have back there, I think that one of those little shovel two-inch receiver things uh, would probably be the, the – I probably would go that direction before doing any kind of skid system. I mean, I'm covered behind the bed, you know, that uh, that little critical area of the bed right behind the tires that can get crushed i'm protected right. there um the the bumper is is very heavy duty uh i don't see an issue other than uh the p- perhaps getting some skids for the lower control arms front and rear yeah we use our trail vice for a rear skid <laughs> yeah i know you do it's funny seeing that thing <laughs> and i'm going yeah. aren't you worried about it no it's uh, i'm doing product testing <laughs> doing product testing <laughs> yeah, we, we've ground a little bit of weld off the bottom of that, but that thing, it, it, it supported the, the weight of that Jeep multiple occasions. We drag it across the rocks, use mm-hmm. it as a skid plate. So if somebody made a, a aluminum uh, body skid system, uh, and maybe that's what you're talking about that they do, and, and you have to rivet it, uh, riv nut it on or rivet it on, would you, would you drill holes in your doors and stuff to put that on there? Well, if you want it on, you have to, right? And and typically that that is either you've hit it a few times or you're getting dangerously close with where you're at. But that's always the problem with that stuff. I mean, you got to that first rib nut's got to be difficult to put in. <laughs> I mean, you got to be sitting there looking at that drill and looking at that panel, thinking, "Do well, I?" Because once you start, you're me- committed. Measure twenty five times, drill once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that first one, that's just got to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I get, I've lo- I keep looking at it, but I'm like, well, I don't know. It's one of those, it'll probably happen after I've damaged it. Then it's like, well, 
Yeah. Not, what does it matter not, now? You know. Yeah, not to lose at this point. Yeah, it's, it's cheaper than buying a new door uh, that probably right. co- that the color won't match anyway. What What do you think you would do as far as uh, finish on the panels? Would you Would you go with a textured panel, uh, or would you go with a smooth one and then just not care about the paint matching? Because you know the paint's not going to match. If nothing else, just the way right. it lays on the metal is not going to match the the way it lays on the doors. I don't know. The doors, I don't know. I know that I've seen the, the aluminum ones in the rear. That Usually that's where I see it. And those actually look pretty good with just the, the raw finish. You know, right. If you just clear it or, or just throw some you know something on it so it doesn't uh, corrode too much. But Utilitarian, actually, I think, is what, uh, what that is. Or it's, it's, yeah, it's there it for utility. Good. Yeah. We're not messing around here. We're not uh, trying to get any kind of awards for this Jeep. We're, uh, we're using it as a Jeep, damn it. But I've also seen those where they wrap it, and uh, doesn't look too bad either. Mm-hmm. Let's get a big Band-Aid. You know how those things work. And <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> That's what you need is a police tape. <laughs> Move along. Get a big Duke wrap for the back of that section. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have to find out in future episodes what you do about your Jeep armor. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the my Gladiator update. So, Larry, you have a cabin air filter in your JLU, right? Yes. Have you ever changed it? Multiple times. Um, so, um, did you notice anything, or was it just a maintenance thing that you just did at, at you know the regular intervals? Well, the last time I pulled them out, they were red. <laughs> you can guess where that came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about changing mine because of that same thing. Now, um, uh, there's a couple of ways that you can go. The, the air filter that's in there, and by the way, it's behind your um, uh, glove box. So you actually have to take the glove box out of there. Then it's relatively easy to take out and, and put back in. Um, but the, um, you know, I was like, why do I? What do I care? I mean, I've never had a vehicle that had an air filter in it, other than the in the engine bay. Uh, never had one that I would, you know, that had to be filtered air for me in the in the cabin. Uh, so I did like a little uh, a little research about why I would even care about changing the air filter. Uh, and the, the probably the number one that I didn't think of because I don't have allergies is uh, the, the 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 problem with the pollen and stuff that comes in from right. from outside. Uh, now, if you don't have them have allergies chances are somebody that rides with you does or somebody that will drive your jeep beside you uh does have allergies are, are you do you have allergies uh, larry yeah i have a few and you know, we, we keep up with it and for no other reason if if you're on the road a lot which i am it, it does make the drive a little bit nicer it, you know how do you notice it, it? Well, I can tell typically when it's uh, when they're plugging up, it doesn't feel like I get much airflow through through the Perfect. through the cabin itself, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you notice any kind of a cooling or a heating issue uh, whenever they start getting uh, uh, plugged up? Yeah, the usually it just because the system just doesn't blow very hard. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the other thing I had here on my list is reduce heating and cooling, uh, and uh, it's always possible that uh, you're making that uh, motor work harder, the the blower motor work harder because it's trying to push air through there. And the longer you go without changing that that, uh, filter that's clogged up, 
the more than more likely that the fan motor is going to get hot and stop working. I mean, any, anything you can do to make it easier on that fan motor, I think, would be better. Uh, of course, you could always remove the filter altogether, and then uh, it's really going to let the fan motor go. <laughs> but you're not going to have the allergy protection that you uh, would normally get. Uh, of course, if you're out at Easter Jeep Safari, you still get that red dust all in the vehicle, but that's because you get the windows down or the doors off, right? Right. Oh, exactly. And you know, the other part of it is these vehicles aren't cheap. You know, we're not buying ten thousand dollar Jeeps anymore. So when you're when you're buying a Jeep, you're in it fifty, ninety thousand dollars, depending on what you buy. Mm-hmm. So you might as well take care of it. So uh, the from what I looked up, I didn't look up, look this up in the manual or anything, but apparently the recommended uh, filter change is every twenty thousand miles. Is that is that what you know, Larry, or uh, how many miles do you go? Yeah, usually it's probably around fifty ish. I think I've changed it three times ish on my Jeep, and I've got almost a little over one twenty five on it. Mm-hmm. So, so do uh, do you just use a uh, I don't want to say cloth, but a, like a fabric type, like a you know, like you, like the standard ones that are in the air filters under the hood? Is that the kind of, that you use? Yeah, so I I typically buy the Wix the Wix brand ones and throw them in there and. Uh, you know, they're not washable or anything like that. So I just pull them out, throw them away, and put the new ones in. Cool. Uh, oh, and is washable anything like washing them? But all depends where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do any looks uh, for the, the ones that you can uh, uh, wash and uh, replace? Like uh, I saw the, the K&N uh, Premium Cabin Air Filter. Uh, washable, clean airflow for your cabin designed uh, for the... Uh, Wrangler JL and uh, Gladiator. Yeah, I guess I've never really kind of went went with the whole uh, replacement filter thing at all, whether it's under the hood or anywhere else. So, you know, it's everybody's got their uh, their thought on that, and I've never I've never went that route. Not that it's a bad thing; it's just never did. I just don't. If it's every twenty thousand miles or more, I, I have a hard time justifying the cost. Because right. <clears throat> I looked up and it uh, the the Amazon recommended is the Pure Flow uh, cabin air filter uh, for the the Wrangler and the Gladiator. It's uh, it's nineteen dollars and eighty six cents. Uh, and I mean, if you got to do that every twenty thousand miles, I've got seventeen thousand miles on my uh, twenty twenty one Gladiator. <laughs> now I think that's a bit unusual, but um, it's uh, it's it's it just twenty bucks every gosh. Two or three years, probably. I mean, twenty thousand miles. You would figure you go at at least a year and a half uh, for for regular driving. I think normal driving is around twelve k a year, or at least the, right. that that's what they think when you lease a vehicle. Uh, it's not often necessarily true, uh, but the K and N Premium Cabin Air Filter is sixty three dollars and ninety nine cents, also on Amazon. Ooh. Yeah. Now I will say this. Um, I did go uh, more expensive for air filters for the house. Uh, I think that the the air filters that we have for up, upstairs and downstairs kind of have a, a little bit of a strange dimension, and they're kind of pricey. Uh, so I got ones that were just uh, like metal wire that you can uh, clean, and uh, the, so you don't have to keep buying air filters and replacing them. Now, the air filters, uh, the, the fiberglass or whatever it's in there, those are a lot easier to, to change because there's no cleaning. There's no, uh, the wife asking, what is this stuff on the ground outside? Oh, that's, uh, right. that's dead skin, dear. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, there's a little bit of work, but it's. It, I think it's a great cost savings. So I would say that it's a good idea to go with the the K and N because you can wash it and reuse it. But I don't know how much money it would save you, uh, but because the, these other air filters aren't that expensive. Yeah, maybe if you're doing it under the hood where you're going to do it more frequently, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the, typically what I'll do is about twenty twenty five thousand 25,000 miles-ish. I'll buy a set of those. I'll buy a new uh, filter for the engine, just change it both out. And yeah, that's a good that's idea. That's about it. And it's looked pretty simple, removing that glove compartment and uh, oh, getting yeah. to the filter, right? Yeah, you can hold. You can do it with one hand while you film with the other. <laughs> might, <laughs> it, might have done it. Would you say a 15-minute 15, 15 job is about the, what that is? Yeah, that's if you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty easy. And it gets the hard, and the it gets part is if, Yeah, the hardest part of that is if your glove box is just jam-packed full of, of just oh, junk. Oh, yes. That's, that's the biggest job of it right there. Yeah, where are you going to put all that stuff and where are you going to find it uh, to put it all back in there? Oh, and not only find it to put it back in there, but uh, actually get it positioned the same way it was so you can close the damn thing. Right. <laughs> There's where all the labor's at right there. <laughs> well, that's our Gladiator update for this episode. Hopefully, uh, if you haven't been thinking about your cabin air filter like me, uh, you'll uh, think about it now and uh, find that it's very easy to change and uh, hopefully uh, you'll actually notice it. I'm going to change mine uh, very soon since I did this uh, the, the research for this and uh, I'll let you know. I'll be posting some pictures up of uh, the big red spot that I'm sure is there from uh, <laughs> EJS 2023. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And you mentioned that Ford selling the uh, F-150 Lightning at a 40% loss, and that gives me a great idea. If everybody goes out and buys an F-150 Lightning, it will drive Ford into bankruptcy. <laughs> and then we can go buy F-250s at the closeout sale. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to ask, what the heck was the first guy who milked a cow trying to do when he discovered you can get milk from a cow. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. He's got a valid point there. <laughs> I, I ask my wife sometimes when we're eating various things, especially vegetables uh, and potatoes. Potatoes grow in the ground. Who, who dug the thing out of the ground and went, hmm, that looks tasty. Looks like a yeah. rock. <laughs> what if I can eat this? <laughs> Hey, Billy, come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try this. Yeah. <laughs> so in the, this week's must-have stuff pick for your Jeep, I'm uh, going to be talking about the Jeep Cherokee. No, not that one. The XJ. You know, the one that they made three million of and had the legendary 4.0 liter engine. Yeah, I know. There's Some of them had the 2.5, but we're not going to talk about that. That's like the uh, the bastard child. Um, so, uh, one of the things I did on my XJ a long time ago when LED prices really came down, I started replacing all the incandescents uh, on my, uh, my Cherokee with LEDs. Uh, they were brighter. They were much less power consumption uh, on them. And uh, they, just, they just made it a more modern vehicle. Well, uh, I found recently that uh, even though uh, what I did was I, I bought a little LED bulb to go in the same place that the incandescent one went in, 
Uh, they actually have full replacement side marker lights that are LED, and it's a, a, a strip, a line of LEDs. So not only do you get that one little point of bright light, and then the, the rest of it kind of shines into the rest of the, the not bezel, but the refractive uh, light thing, this one will give you a nice bright line. And the more people that can see you, see you while you're driving around at night or in uh, bad weather, uh, rain and so on and so forth, I think the better. These things, uh, amber LED front side marker lights, it's for the 97 through 2001 Jeep Cherokee XJ. Uh, and it's basically the front bumper side corner markers, uh, turn signal lights. Uh, pair of them, $30.99. I mean, modernize your XJ, and maybe you've done the same thing. You've put those little LED bulbs uh, in there to replacing the incandescents, but this is like the next step. This is like um, more modern day looking. I, I like them. I mean, I haven't driven my XJ since I got my Gladiator. Uh, I still want to buy these things. <laughs> I'm gonna how be- many people out there with an XJ can still get those lights in there? Oh, just from being just from being hit and beat on in the trail. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. But did you know that uh, I, I've I've seen reports that incandescent bulbs are now illegal to buy in the United States. I can only guess where they just don't like it. Uh, I guess because the energy type thing. But pretty soon, all the gas stoves and uh, uh, yeah. gas dryers and. <laughs> <laughs> all the rest the, of that stuff. Wouldn't that be funny? Aren't, the bulbs aren't carb compliant. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if uh, if it, it, uh, election irregularities or uh, uh, not saying it was, but potentially fake uh, um, uh, health uh, concerns for the nation, all that stuff, didn't uh, cause an uprising. But as soon as you ban incandescent bulbs, that's that's the last straw. The that's government's overturned. Tipping point. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you've went too far. Now, the only thing I can think of uh, for me personally is if they banned watermelon. Oh, man, there would be some hell to pay if they banned watermelon. I love me some watermelon. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. I think Apple probably is the, the one we, we check the most. So go over to, to Apple and uh, give us a review. Uh, your feedback help us, helps us improve the show and reach more Jeep enthusiasts like yourself. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on social media. You know, we're on the TikTok, we're on the Instagram, uh, hell, we're on Facebook. Uh, I think we're on all of them, but uh, Pinterest, uh, just not Pinterest. I haven't done that joke in a while. Uh, and be sure and sign up for our email newsletter and stay up to date on our latest uh, Jeep news and events and giveaways. Somebody recently said that they were... Uh, they wanted to be on in the Zoom meeting on uh, Tuesday night when we record it for the uh, uh, the roundtable episode that we uh, publish every every Wednesday, and they just they keep forgetting about it. And I said, "Are you signed up to an, our newsletter?" There was a long pause, and this is this is on Discord. There was a long pause. He goes, "I am now." Because <laughs> what, what does that cost? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- this is this is kind of cool. Uh, you only pay for the Jeep Talk Show if you want to. Uh, and we hope that you would consider doing that just because of the great entertainment and information that you get. And there's so much entertainment that you get from this show, so many days a week. And now it's even more with Chick Chat. Uh, and the, the bonus is you don't have to listen to me talk. It's, it's completely Julianne and Wendy talking. So we've got a women's point of view. Uh, definitely got men point of view during the week and of course we have uh, Wendy's point of view uh, normally uh, when she's not uh, in Vegas 
uh, here on uh, these episodes. So uh, go over to uh, the JeepTalkShow.com slash contact. You can see how you can become a Patreon subscriber. You can see how you can join uh, our Discord. Uh, and you can uh, sign up for a newsletter and get a reminder every week so that you can be part of the roundtable in our Zoom meeting. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I just thought of something today. If I remove the please for subscribing to our Patreon from the Patreon episodes, would you subscribe then? <laughs> oh, uh, before I forget, please subscribe to our Patreon. Broadcasting since 2010.